0: You are listening to the Business First Creatives podcast. I'm your host, Coley James. In each episode, you will hear real life stories, behind the scene takes, and practical insights for how to streamline and grow a creative business that brings you joy and a paycheck. Let's get started. We've all been a little disappointed when a potential client writes us back and tells us no after receiving our offer. But this is just a natural part of the selling process. Because you and your offer are not and should not be for everyone. But it's still a little soul crushing when you get that no. Mostly because when you get the no, you have no idea why they're telling you no. Was it you? Was it the offer? But today I want to talk about a really common reaction that I see when people have heard no Multiple times or just one time too many. And that's, I'm thinking of lowering my price. Guys, I read this in Facebook groups and it's like nails on a chalkboard. My soul dies a little when I see this because nine times out of 10, it's not your price point. And even if it's your price point for that particular potential client, it's not your price point once you reach your ideal clients. Because as many offers and sales pages as I've looked at to give audits, even if I say to myself, oh, no one's paid them that much for that service, it isn't because I think your price is too high. Most of the time, it's because I think your price is not aligned with your offer. I feel like I need to say that one more time. This is not the same thing as thinking your price is too high or unattainable. In today's podcast episode, I want to talk about four areas that you can focus on to give your offer a mini audit and make sure that it's aligned. We are, of course, going to start with the price point, but probably not from the perspective that you think. Guys, we all have wiggle room in what we're charging for our services, but this should really be set based on your business numbers and not what you feel the service is worth or what. God forbid, someone is willing to pay. Because if you set your price point using either of those criteria, you are setting yourself up to be not profitable and thriving from the get-go. So how do we calculate this price point? Well, first of all, if you don't have your business numbers handy, I highly encourage you to look at them in QuickBooks, put them in a spreadsheet, whatever it is that you have to do. Because off the top of your head, you should have these written down somewhere, which are your monthly personal expenses, your monthly business expenses, and the costs of goods sold for that specific service. Now, these are very general numbers that are going to vary from person to person. But if you have a good idea of what these numbers are, it helps you do things like set your salary Figure out, you know, what you can charge for your service. So after you have those three numbers, then I want you to calculate, if need be, how many hours it takes you to perform this service for an average of clients or the maximum that you think that it would take for like a really hard client. Then I want you to write down the magical number of how many hours you want to work in any given week or any given month. And guys, I want to encourage you to be a good boss here. If you were working a nine to five and you had a full-time job, you would probably be working the 40 plus hours. But you are an entrepreneur. <laughs> you get to set the rules. So realistically, think about the life that you want to lead, You know, travel, vacations, spending time with your family, and write down the actual number of hours that you want to work in any given time period. This is going to help you realistically determine the maximum number of clients that you have room to book in any given week or any given month. Guys, this is the key to keeping your business profitable and not overwhelmed with client work. Now, there are, of course, two things that you do in your business. You actually work with clients and then you work on your business um, overall. The number of hours that I want you to set is anything that you are doing with your business. And then you should figure out how many hours you're working on your business. So how many hours are you spending on marketing? How many hours are you spending on bookkeeping? This is a great time to think about outsourcing, but that's a different podcast episode. (laughs) So once you've got all these numbers and you set the price point for this service, you are going to have confidence in knowing that when someone books you at this price point, you will be profitable. The second area that I want you to consider when you're giving your offer a mini audit is the features and benefits. Guys, this section needs to be clear and concise and without a doubt, (laughs) lay out how you're solving the problem that your potential clients are having. Because if someone looks at your sales page and the features and the benefits and the deliverables are not clear, you will get a no regardless of your price point. Because if someone lands on your page and they're confused, a lot of people don't want to take the time to ask clarifying questions. Um, And that's that's just how it is, even if you're having a sales call. Now, I want you to think about this and answer me honestly, you know, inside your head. Does your offer currently highlight both features and benefits? Is it clear what each of your time commitments are to the process? And is it crystal clear how you are going to solve the problem that they are currently experiencing? If it's not, you've got some homework to do. The third area that I want you to concentrate on when you give yourself an audit Is social proof. Guys, I can't tell you how many times I've hired someone because I know of someone else that hired them and had a great experience. But if you don't know someone who's personally hired this person, you might be swayed by the customer testimonials that they have on their website, in their emails, or on their sales page. So if you have not reached out to previous clients in order to not only get a testimonial, but find out why they hired you in the first place, what they loved most about your service, what they feel could have been improved on, all of these things are nuggets of information that you can take to improve your offer going forward. Does your sales page instill confidence that you have delivered this offer to others, either inside their industry or outside, that were happy with your services at the end? It is really important that you make sure that you are highlighting the fact that you are an expert and that you have done this before. The fourth area that I want you to consider when you're auditing your offer is whether or not you have eliminated every bit of booking friction that you possibly can. Because guys, sometimes you are getting a no, not because of the offer, but because you haven't made it easy for them to tell you yes and actually book your services. Is your process automated? Now, once you have presented the offer, can they take the next step without coming back to you to wait for another step? A CRM proposal process is going to help you automate that and get the booking process done in less than five minutes. But guys, if you don't have a CRM, please don't use that as an excuse to not be able to eliminate as much booking friction as possible. So for example, if you are still doing contracts in a separate app than invoicing, all you need to do is make sure that both of those links are included in the email where you make the offer. Don't have them sign the contract and then wait until that process is done for you to then send them a link to the invoice to then wait for that to be done. Any pause that you can eliminate in the booking process is going to get you a yes faster and more consistently. Okay, guys. So just to recap. When you're doing this audit of your offer, you want to make sure that your price point is based on numbers to make you profitable and to make sure that you are not becoming overbooked and overwhelmed. You want to make sure that your features and benefits are crystal clear. As appropriate, you want to include some social proof of people that you've worked with before so that you can assure them that you know how to get the job done and solve the problem that they're currently having. And then you just want to give your systems an audit to make sure that you have eliminated all of the booking friction that can be. Now, a next natural step, guys, is I often get asked, but Coley, do I really need a sales page? I'm going to be honest, guys, I'm very biased. I think everybody needs a website. I think everybody needs a sales page. And that is so that people can get a good sense of the offer before they contact you for the sales call. It doesn't mean that your entire process, all of your secrets have to be laid out, but people should have an idea of what it is that you offer and how you solve the problem before they fill out an application to work with you. And regardless of what you're doing on your social media, it's really important that you have one central location that someone can go to find out more about you and your services rather than scrolling through posts and posts on your social media to get that information. It cuts down on misconceptions of what the offer is and how they can accept it. It also makes you more consistent in your offer and leaves less room for modifications and negotiations. Because guys, if the offer is laid out, it will be less likely that you will try to change things to chase the yes instead of accepting the no when you get it. And I just want to make sure that I'm clear. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with customizing your offer as needed for, you know, clients that you really want to work with. But this should not be what you are doing for each and every one of your potential clients because guys, you have a process. You have something that you have determined you can deliver to your clients at the end of the day to help them be more successful in their business. And if you are modifying and you know changing your offer every single time you get an inquiry that is wasting a lot of brain space for you and it's making it more difficult for you to deliver a consistent experience and deliverables to your clients which in the end is going to help you get more yeses than you do knows so what is the next step guys I want you to take out your calendar. I want you to actually mark down one or two hours for you to sit down and do this audit. I want you to make sure that you have everything that you need when you get started. So you need access to all of your personal expenses, all of your business expenses, all of those things so that when you are making sure that your price point is profitable, you have everything that you need. I hope that this makes your offer amazing and that you have the confidence to hear a no and not immediately run back to the drawing board to try to make your offer more appealing for that one person to try to get them to say yes. All right, that's it, guys. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Business First Creatives podcast. For more information on this podcast, including show notes and links to the video podcast, please visit coleyjames.com slash podcast. Are you loving the podcast? Sharing is caring. Until next time.